You're listening to the Life Coaching Secrets Podcast, episode 108. Did you know that life coaches are needed now more than ever? I'm Frank Macri, founder of Thriving Coach Academy. I've trained over a thousand coaches and helped them launch their own successful coaching businesses. If you want to make an incredible income and impact as a coach, and have a lot of fun doing it, I'll show you exactly how to get it done. This is Life Coaching Secrets. What is up, coaches? In this episode, I'm going to talk about when to let a client go. (laughs) Now, this is not the most fun topic. However, I'm going to try to make it fun. Um, So, It is something that I was wondering if I should even make an episode about, and I talked with one of our board members in the academy, and she was like, oh, absolutely, talk about that. And it's one that not a lot of uh, mentors and trainers will talk about, but it's a reality of what could happen when you're running any business, not just a coaching business. Sometimes it is uh, appropriate and necessary to let a client go. So I want to talk about Uh, when it really would be appropriate to let a client go. I'm going to talk about when it would not be because there are some times coaches might think, oh, I should let a client go, but really it's not um, necessary to do that. And I'll talk about different ways you can approach um, letting a client go professionally, um, honoring them, honoring you, okay? So uh, sometimes we get this question inside Thriving Coach Academy where, where students will ask this, and we get a lot of hypotheticals, like, what if this happens? What if this happens? And usually it, it comes up more in your earlier stage of, of coach education because um, your brain is swirling around in all of the worst case scenarios. Uh, so when to let a client go? I will tell you in my decade being in the coaching industry, uh, I've never had to let a client go. So and, and also, most of the coaches that I've trained, they also have not had to let a client go. So this is one of those topics where it's it's like CPR in the sense that the likelihood that you'll ever need to do it is quite low, but it's still important that you know what to do in case a situation arises in, when, in, when, in which it would be necessary, okay? Uh, so let's first talk about some reasons why a coach may want to let a client go, but really would not be appropriate to do that, okay? So there's only really a couple of of situations that this might happen. One is if you have some kind of personal bias or judgment towards your client, maybe about their goals or about their lifestyle. You might have this initial temptation to just end the coaching relationship prematurely. But really, this is not really appropriate for you to do as a coach. As a coach, you want to recognize and address whatever biases that you might have so that way you can be effective. You can effectively provide support for your clients, okay? So it is very important to be open to coach all kinds of people. I made an episode on this podcast called What to Do If or When a Client Triggers You, and that may be one to to uh, listen to, to build off of this. So if you have personal bias, again, about, um, or judgment about your client and their goals, maybe you're triggered by something they're saying or a goal that they have or some topics they bring up, 
that doesn't mean that you suddenly let them go, right? You want to see the opportunity for you to grow as a coach and notice what bias you're having and getting support on on being able to neutralize your bias. This is why um, this is why coach training is so important because we don't know what we don't know, right? We all have these blind spots. Even if you're very self aware, even if you've spent decades, you know, in therapy and reading lots of self help books, like you just don't know what what you're missing until you actually have someone listening to you and providing feedback. So that's why a substantial part of the training experience in the academy is on getting that mentorship where people will hear you coach and give you direct recommendations on what to continue doing, what to do less of, and other ways that you can show up at your best as a coach. Okay, so that is the first reason that you may want to let a client go, but you really it wouldn't be appropriate to when you have personal biases or, or triggers that your client brings up for you. Here's the other example in which wouldn't be appropriate to let a client go. If your client is struggling, <laughs> if your client's struggling. Now, sometimes in the academy, we'll have coaches say when they start working with their clients, they'll say, um, you know, my client is having some difficulty. They're struggling. And I don't know if coaching is for them. I don't know if I should let them go. And what what you need to realize is that struggling is normal, right? It's totally normal for people to have bumps in the road as they pursue their goals. It's normal for people to have setbacks, to have failures, uh, for things to not necessarily go their way the first time or the second time or the third time or the fourth time. So coaching is not always a, it's not always a comfortable process. In fact, it's when you're coaching really well and you're coaching very efficiently, uh, coaching is going to be quite uncomfortable for your clients in the best possible way. So I, I sometimes say, you know, when, when you're coaching, you want to bend your clients but not snap them. So coaching is supposed to bend people. It's supposed to bend the way people think, um, the way people approach their their relationships, their goals, their thinking, but it's not going to snap them, all right? So if a client is uncomfortable, uh, but they are still making, still they're still making small steps forward, um, they're still having the desire to move forward, even if they have some slowing in their progress, then that's totally normal and it's completely appropriate in coaching. So the key thing to know is don't give up on your clients just because they're making slow progress. Like maybe you as a coach have this expectation that your client should be progressing faster and maybe that's what needs to be looked at, okay? So if a client is struggling, then uh, that's normal if they're having failures come up. What's not normal is you just automatically assuming that it's time to let them go, all right? So I, I also like to reframe the word struggling for learning. So what if your client isn't struggling? What if they're just learning? Like sometimes we label things as a struggle when it's really just learning. It's just a, a growing. Um, so that's another reframe you could have. What if instead of seeing them as struggling, they're just growing, okay? Like imagine if you had a personal trainer and the personal trainer saw that uh, you know, you couldn't quite lift the heavy weight and they said, oh, I don't think I could work with this client because they couldn't finish the workout, right? They, they sweated a lot through the workout or um, like they just needed to take a break. I mean, that's just part of the process, right? Personal trainers understand that. So as coaches, you want to have a similar mentality 
Struggling is normal. It means that someone's learning and they are growing. Okay, so let's talk about reasons, valid reasons to let a client go. Um, there are there are three that I came up with for this episode. Number and I'll explain more each of them in more detail. Number one is if trust or rapport is broken and unable to be repaired. So that would be the first one. If trust and rapport is broken and unable to be repaired. Number two is if you, the coach, are unable to show up at your best to coach that client. Um, And then the third reason would be if the client is a better fit for therapy. And I'll talk about the signs for that and and what to do. Again, I want to give this reminder that this is so rare that it would happen in your coaching. Okay, it's very rare. Um, So let's go through. So number one, trust and rapport is broken. So maybe there was something that came up in a session where um, maybe you felt disrespected, maybe your client felt disrespected. Um, it might be necessary to end a coaching relationship so that way you can maintain professional boundaries. So what you want to do first, though, is start with a conversation with your client. See if that trust and rapport can be restored because trust is really like the foundation of a coaching relationship. It's so important that your client trusts you so that way they feel safe to share, they feel safe to transform. Um, So you want to have that trust. Now, maybe your client also shared something with you and you felt disrespected or triggered. And you that's something that might be... an opportunity for you to bring up with your client and have a conversation with them about it, okay? So you might say something like, you know, client, I feel like something might have come up in a previous session that may have impacted our connection. I just want to check in with you and make sure that you feel totally safe to share in our sessions and you feel comfortable working with me as your coach. So if you sense that maybe something changed with your client's demeanor and their approach in coaching, um, then it's absolutely appropriate for you to just check in with them because maybe they just don't know how to bring up the conversation. But by you checking in with them, it's a safe way for them to open up and share. Um, and if the client does share something with with you, like maybe they, they did feel, uh, maybe they felt weird or disrespected or something just came up, right? We can't control what people think. So even if you had good intentions as the coach, your client may have just received something or had an interpretation that created some discomfort for them. <clears throat> and that's that's absolutely valid. So you can acknowledge what they share. And then I love to encourage you to ask a question like, how can we make this right? Is this fixable? Really focus on the solution. How could we make this right? Is this fixable? Um, and I would imagine more often than not, your cl- just by you simply acknowledging what your client shared and, and and taking that awareness, then your client will feel safe to continue. They will appreciate that you um, care enough to check in with them. However, in the unlikely circumstance where they don't feel like the situation is fixable uh, because they just are, are too impacted, then it would be appropriate to end the coaching relationship. So I had a client years ago, um, I was working with her and then I noticed that after a few sessions, she wasn't as open with me. I noticed that there was like something that shifted in her, in her demeanor in the sessions. So I checked in with her and, um, in a similar way that I shared before, I said, you know, I notice 
that your energy in the sessions have been different, wondering if there's something impacting our connection to each other. Um, I would love to know what's going on. And she did reveal that she had some a disconnect for me because of something that I said or asked in a previous session. And she said like she had felt a little bit discouraged after that. And of course, um, I didn't want that to continue happening. And we were able to repair it and continue to move forward and have a wonderful relationship. So um, it was very simple. Like oftentimes it's just acknowledging it and then correcting whatever happened and then moving forward. Okay. So that's the first example of when it would be appropriate to let a client go if that trust rapport is broken. Second is if you are unable to show up as uh, at, at your best to coach them. So this is something that you've got to assess for yourself, okay? So are you able to show up at your best to coach this client? Um, like, for example, maybe you had something tragic happen in your life and it's consuming your attention and you're just unable to be present for your clients. You're unable to coach them in the way that um, you know that you're capable of coaching them. Then it would be appropriate to let a client go. Um, you could tell them, just be honest with them and say, like, something really major came up for me. Unfortunately, I'm unable to continue to coach you. So let's talk about ways to close our um, our work together. Okay. And I will finish this episode talking about how you can handle things like refunds or all that stuff. I'll go over that at the end of this episode. So that would be an example of how you might not be able to show up at your best to coach someone if something in your life happens that prevents you from continuing on. Now, it doesn't always have to be something tragic that happens in your life that would cause you to change or let a client go. For example, one of our graduates, she was um, building up her business and she had her business structured in a way where she was offering long sessions to clients. So I think it was like four hour sessions. That means like four hours in one sitting. Um, So that's quite a long session. And as she started doing this, she realized that it wasn't allowing her to really efficiently organize her schedule and also show up at her best for her clients. So she was... Um, she wasn't sure what to do. And I remember coaching her around it. And one of the questions I asked was, how could you make any adjustments so you can show up at your best? And um, she was a bit concerned about letting the client go because she didn't want to hurt the client. Um, And then there was also a thought about like, what if I'm, I'm refunding them so I'm losing money? So I want to address that if you do feel like you really got to let a client go, it's not working out. Um, but you're afraid of hurting their feelings or perhaps like when you refund them, you're just like concerned about that. So firstly, hurting your client. Here's my thought about that. When you stay in a relationship, any kind of relationship with someone, professional, personal relationship, and you're doing it while being dishonest to yourself about what your needs and your wants are, then you're already hurting them because you're not being honest. You're not being honest with yourself or them. It's really a lose-lose. So when you continue to coach someone that you know that it's not working out for you to coach them, um, that's like staying in a relationship that you know that you don't want to be in. So um, there's, there's not purposeful. It's not really necessary for you to do that. So the best thing you can do is be honest with yourself and be honest with them by letting them know that something's not working out um, and that you'll be unable to coach them. And then the whole worry about losing money if you're refunding a client because you're, you're the one canceling the coaching relationship, 
um, you just want to remember the the idea that like money's everywhere. There's plenty of money to go around. There's plenty of opportunities out there. So you know, notice if you have some scarcity thinking, um, listen to the last episode I made on how to stop feeling desperate for clients. If that helps, if that helps you shift out of that scarcity mindset of like, oh my gosh, I'm going to lose all this money because you want to think about what you're going to gain when you do release that client. So when you do let a client go, and yes, you might in that process be refunding them, but you're also gaining back that time that you would have been working with them to grow your business, okay? So you always have more to gain if you just choose to see things that way. Um, Okay, so lastly, a way that, or an, an example of when you might Uh, not be showing up at your best to coach someone is maybe a client that you work with. They're just very difficult for you to work with or you find yourself very drained when you work with them. Um, So this is, you know, this is unfortunate if this were to ever happen and letting the client go just might be the best thing for you and it might be the best thing for them. It might just not be a match. And this is also a form of self-care, If you are working with a client and then as you start working with them, you realize that they are not an ideal fit for you, it doesn't serve you to just like drag them through the coaching process when it's very difficult and draining for you. Um, One of the coaches that I mentored, she had this happen years ago. I was coaching her and she had a client that she was working with and it was like constant stress that she was going through with this client and the coach was feeling incredibly drained. And, uh, and when she let the client go with love and like gave the client a refund, she was like so much lighter. The coach was so much lighter, so much freer and no longer had all of this heaviness that was just weighing on her because of all of the things that came up working with this one client. Okay. So of course, if you do decide to let a, let, let a client go, um, you can end that relationship gracefully and with lots of compassion. So when people think about breakups or any relationship ending, sometimes we assume that they're going to be drama filled, they're going to be negative, there needs to be conflict. And that absolutely doesn't need to be true. Um, You want to let a client go whenever you do so with grace, with dignity, with lots of compassion. Okay. So um, the last example of why you might let a client go is if they'd be a better fit for therapy. So how would you know this? Well, we have an entire training inside Thriving Coach Academy where we talk more about the signs that someone might be a better fit for therapy um, versus coaching. I'll just give a few right now. The main is if you notice that a client is making no progress or if things are getting worse, like if their mental state is getting worse as sessions are going on, they're not making any progress at all, then that could just be a sign that maybe they need uh, different professional help uh, that might need to address issues that fall outside of the coaching realm, okay? Um, So that would be an indicator that maybe therapy would be a more appropriate service for them. So if a client has, let's say, increasing sadness or feeling more empty as your coaching goes on with them, more fatigue, lower energy, less interest in activities in their life, um, or perhaps they are bringing up traumas from their past 
that is hard for them to process or it's hard for them to not continue to ruminate or think about traumatic experiences from the past, then that would be an indicator that therapy would be more appropriate for them. So how can you let a client go and have that conversation? So there's a few steps that you can take. Firstly is schedule a meeting to chat with the client. So ask the client when they can connect with you, whether it be over the phone or over video or in person, if that's, if that's an option available, and make sure that that is scheduled in. Sometimes what might work is you can say, like, do you have an extra 15 minutes at the end of our next session for us to, for us to talk about um, our relationship and, and how we can best move forward, how I can best serve you? Okay, so then when you have that conversation, it's really great to start out a conversation like this, acknowledging your client. So acknowledge them for any of the progress that they've made so far, even if it's small progress, um, even if it's just like their willingness to show up to sessions. Um, You can acknowledge any of the strengths you've seen they have, any of the uh, challenges that you've witnessed them overcome. And then you want to let them know that you're going to be terminating or ending the relationship or the coaching agreement that you have. You're going to be letting them go. Now, it might be appropriate as you do this for you to also offer them additional resources. So maybe there are other professionals that would better serve their needs. So like shared earlier, if you know that a client or you sense that a client would be better served through therapy, then maybe you can point them to some resources that would help them find a therapist. Okay, so that would be Um, one example of a resource that you can offer. Or maybe if you're letting them go because you realize that they're not a great fit for you or for your coaching program, but you know of another coach or another program that would be a better fit for them, then you can also offer them or guide them to look into that, okay? Um, And then as you're having this conversation, of course, be professional because your client might, they might be upset, they might be frustrated, they might also be confused. All those emotions are understandable. So remain calm, remain respectful as the coach, and be non-judgmental throughout the conversation. You don't want to avoid, um, you don't want to blame, you don't want to avoid um, any kinds of like, uh, no. You don't want to blame the client and you certainly don't want to shame them as well. So avoid any blaming or shaming of the client. And then finally, if it is appropriate, you would address a refund. So this is going to depend on the exact agreement that you established with your client when they started working with you. Um, In the academy, we give you a template for a coaching agreement that you can easily modify just depending on the way you want to structure your business. So let's say, for example, a client paid for a number of sessions with you or they paid for your program, then maybe in your agreement, there's something that says like if, if the agreement were to cancel then they would be able to get a partial refund. So you would address that if it is appropriate to with your client and how that's going to happen, all right? So when you let the client go and you finish all that, I think no matter what the circumstance was, I think it's a great opportunity for you to reflect on the entire experience or the entire relationship you have with that client. So reflect on what did you learn? So what did you learn about about yourself? What did you learn about your business and how you want to run it? Okay, what did you learn about um, maybe your client, just people in general? So there's a lot of learning that you can take from an experience where you let a client go. um, And it's important for you to remember that. So that way you don't just do it and move on. Okay, there's so much that you can take. So have some time to reflect on the ways that you're growing 
and the, the opportunities that you're seeing um, whenever you might let a client go. So I want to end this by saying that you know, every coaching relationship is going to be unique and different. There are, of course, many factors that go into play as we shared in this episode when it comes to deciding whether or not to end a, a coaching relationship and let someone go. Um, so ultimately, you want to do what you believe is in the best interest for your client and also for you. So that way, it really is that win-win. All right, that's what I got in this episode on when to let a client go. And before we finish, I'm going to include a snippet from um, one of our students inside the academy. Here's their story, and here are their tips to be successful as a coach. So enjoy their story, and I'll see you in the next, next episode. My name is Pierre Burdett, and I discovered coaching a while back ago. Um, I've actually toyed with the idea of becoming a coach for quite some time, uh, but it wasn't until last fall where it became clear that that's a path I wanted to take. Uh, I've been going through a lot in the past year, um, really trying to figure out what my next move was career-wise or just purpose-wise. And um, I'd looked at coaching for quite some time. And uh, for some reason, it just clicked this time. Really wanted to help out people and feel like the impact, uh, direct impact on people's lives. In my current corporate job, I've um, been pretty comfortable for quite some time. Um, I'm successful and, and um, uh, well-respected and so on. I wasn't feeling exactly passionate about my work because at, at the end of the day, I wasn't sure I was having any impact. <laughs> I'm a consultant. I get hired um, uh, by other companies uh, to do some work for them. And then inevitably, sometimes the work would just change and everything that I'd worked on had just been thrown out the window. With coaching, I felt I could have a direct imp impact on people's life and actually see them change and see them um, grow in ways um, that I didn't get that in my current in my current job. The other thing is uh, the development opportunities and the promotion paths just didn't call to me. I wasn't pulled to them. It was more of like, oh, it's just more of the same, just even more work-life balance out of whack, <laughs> which is not what I wanted. One of the things that held me back from jumping into coaching was um, the concerns and hesitations around building a coaching business. And I didn't see any of the other programs that I looked at have that as a feature of the program. And the Academy offers a lot of that. Um, and it's just so many resources. It's been amazing. The biggest win I, I would consider, I've had several wins. Uh, the biggest win is that my current boss is now a client of mine uh, going, uh, being coached on figuring out what his next big move is, which is rich with irony for me. Uh, we've known each other for quite some time. He's a great, he's a great person. Uh, and um, when we did one session as a practice session, he immediately said, I want to keep doing this and I want to pay you to do this. So he kind of became my first paying client, which leads me to the second big win is like, I actually have five clients at this point, all of that in less than six months from the start of the program, which I could not have imagined I'd be at this point uh, when I had my admissions call um, in mid-September. It's been fantastic. When I started the, the academy, my goal was to replace my income from, from my consulting job within a year. I think I can get past that <laughs> um, within that year of, uh, of coaching, which is in the six figures, which is fantastic, which after all the training it just and seeing just some of what other coaches have done, who have gone through the academy, um, I feel that there's a lot more possibilities where I, I can really let my creativity and passion really bloom in a way that I didn't, I didn't feel like I had, um, I have in my current corporate job. I kind of made my decision after listening to like three or four episodes of, of Frank's podcast and going through the materials, it really on, online really sealed the deal for me. I figured out how to handle the cost of it because it really ignited my passion. And that's what led me into making that decision. The advice I would give a, a new student who just enrolled, it's like, go all in, really dive in, take in as much as you can, and don't worry about getting everything right. It will come in time as you practice, 
but there's so much there and it really is the choose your own adventure and you're the own, you're the captain of your ship. And so the more you dive in, the further you'll go and the amazing time you'll have with it all. Hey, would you like access to powerful coaching tools you can use on yourself and clients right away? For being a listener of the podcast, I'm giving you a VIP guest pass to get a sneak peek into my coach training program. Inside, you'll learn our coach's secret tool they use to transform their clients' lives. And you'll also get a training on how to launch a coaching business. Just head over to www.thrivingcoachacademy.com slash VIP to get started. I'll see you on the inside.